Welcome back, everybody, to the EPL Boys Podcast. It is your boys back, ready to get into some games that happened over the weekend. And boy, howdy, did some of these games happen. We have some fucking fire games to get into. A lot of top four battles heating up. There's there's also some teams that dropped, and we'll talk about them. But before we get into any of that, of course, JD, tell us all about your weekend. Well, it was a roller coaster, Logan. Mm -hmm. Uh, so like I said in the last episode, um, I had just gotten my second dose of the Pfizer, uh, COVID I've got vaccine. Might as well, baby, because I got mine on Friday. Yeah. And guess what? Friday I spent, out of 24 hours in a day, I think I spent three and a half hours outside of my bed. Hmm. My head, I thought I was going to die, honestly. <laughs> and this is not, this is not saying don't get the vaccine. I'm saying get the, get the fucking vaccine. Don't be an idiot. But it. Sometimes it sucks, like, on the second dose. Like, my head was on fire the entire time. I'm pretty sure I was running a fever most of the day. That was not fun. But then we, uh, my girlfriend and I, who are both now double-vaxxed, we had a couple friends come over that were also vaccinated. And um, we had a very drunk weekend. It was great. It was a great time. Nice, and lots nice. And lots of watching soccer in the mid- midday and lots of drinking at night. A little so. bit of normality. Feels good. Feels good. But honestly, yep. dude, yep. honestly, for the second shot, I felt worse getting the first shot than I did for the second. I don't know why. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, I don't know why. I felt better I feel anything after the, the second shot. shot. That's crazy. I, I was don't know. wrecked. The, uh, the yeah, was yeah you were posting. You were fucked up, man. So glad yeah. you're feeling better, though. Glad you're feeling better. Matt, your weekend. Yeah, I'm fine now. Hey, man. My weekend was good. Got to watch plenty of soccer. Got to see the Red Bull grab another victory. You know, absolutely loving it. Absolutely loving it. But yeah, uh, happy Mother's Day. Happy belated Mother's Day to yeah. all all the moms Shout out that. there who, uh, you know, they put in the real work. Okay, let's go with that. Shout out to the moms. Mm-hmm. My mom listens to this podcast. Hi, mom. Love you. So, before we get into the games... Let's have a quick moment of silence for the teams that we have officially lost over the weekend. Fulham and West Brom have been mathematically eliminated. Yeah, JD, you could like play like Arms of an Angel in the background, but just very quietly. Nah, I know you're not gonna do that. Fine, <laughs> but that's a lot of work. That's yeah. a lot of, I don't make Wait, any oh, money. Wait, I'm sorry. On this Hold on. Wait, what am I singing that song for? Yeah. Am I more than you bargain for? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a really quiet punk. Sugar, we're going so we're down. Just, we're just, I mean, if, that's it. We're just playing Sugar, we're going down. That's it. If yeah. you came for a it soccer feels... podcast, you came to the wrong place because JD and I are just going to karaoke the entire Fallout Boy. Yeah, the cor- just the entire. The cork, yeah, that's it. We're just going to, from, from. Just from Under the Cork Tree. No, no other Fall Out Boy album. No other Fall Out Boy album, matter, album matters. Maybe Dead or Logan Alive. Logan has no maybe, idea what we're talking about. Maybe a little I, bit I, from I, I know Fall Out Boy. I, I, know, I know the very popular songs from that genre. I don't really know anything. I, I hate you. But However, uh, this, sound, this sounds like it's like that part in the Oscars, you know, when they when they show slides of all the people they lost. Yeah, the all the people that died. Oh, it's like, man, God. this is and really sad. It's always sad. in black and white. It's always yeah. in black and white. Like, it's like, man, this woman. fucking hurts. West Brom. Yeah. If you could, 
Unfortunately, you... Fulham and West Brom were eliminated. Sheffield, it feels like they were relegated back in fucking November. They've been down for a minute. But Fulham and West Brom have been mathematically eliminated. Fulham are 10 points outside of 17th place with three games left to go. They can only get nine. So they are gone. West Brom also gone. Uh, Big Sam. Okay. All good things must come to an end. The end. Fuck Big Sam. Rip the Anfield streak and rip Big Sam's streak of not fucking going, of not getting relegated because he opened his big mouth. Opened his big fat meat pie mouth. And you know what? This is what happened. But yeah. Can't say that they didn't, you know, give us some, give us some memories. Remember when, um, Adamola Lookman tried to Panenka Fabianski down 1 0 in, in like the 93rd minute off of a penalty that they were gifted? Oh, yeah, yeah. That happened. Oh, yeah. That was great. Imagine imagine if he just took a fucking normal ass penalty. Yeah. They I might know. not have gotten relegated. I'm not saying it. Technically, they, they would still be alive. Technically. Yeah, it's they crazy. still would be. Um, And also, or, West or Brom. Maybe if Mitro played more often, but. Maybe. You know, maybe. Sips T. Oh, yeah. That was a shot. But West Actually, Brom. Actually, more like Crackspear, but. West Brom as well. Now, this is a funny stat. West Brom had one win, two draws, and only one loss against both of the teams in the Champions League final right now. They beat Chelsea, drew to Chelsea, drew to City, lost to City. Man, West Brom, we're going to miss you. Big Sam, we're going to miss you. You'll, Are we? You'll get sacked. It doesn't matter. But, Are you know, we? It doesn't well, matter. They're, well, I mean, they're already talking about how Big Sam is going to be the guy next year. As long as Big Sam gets money in the transfer window, and for those, you know, because we don't have video yet, I'm putting air quotes out there, um, <laughs> money in the transfer window. Apparently, he's destined to want to keep the job, keep the boys together, and get themselves back up. So, I mean, if you keep... Like, you keep players like, you know, Johnston, you have Johnston, Johnstone uh, in net. You mm-hmm. keep, honestly, Pereira up front. You keep guys like this, and you build good role players around the team. I could see them easily coming up. I mean, you look at some of the talent in the championship. It seems to be an ever-so-growing theme where it's like, you go down, you're still, you making, a, you're still making a little prem money because there are some of those... Uh, what do they call them? Fees? It's basically the fees where you continue to... They, so, if you drop out of the Premier League, you get fees from the Premier League. Basically, parachute payments. That's what they are. Parachute payments. Mm. These teams are still making leaps and bounds more money than these other championship teams. There's no excuse why you shouldn't come right back up. Yeah. So, if you're West Brom... Well, that's what Norwich did. Well, Norwich, Norwich that's what up. Watford did. Watford, I mean, yeah, Watford, same thing. I mean, Bournemouth is... I think Bournemouth is in the running for coming back up. I mean, it's it's also good for West Brom that they are going back down to the championship whenever your Norwich is West Brom and the other team that comes up, who are all three very good teams, actually, especially, like, championship-wise, won't be there. So, that's definitely fortunate for them and for Fulham as well. I do think Fulham are a good team, all things considered. I don't think they're really that trash. They're not very good in the Premier League, but in the Championship, I think they will also come right back up. Sheffield, who the fuck knows? I, I, I don't know, but yeah. Rip and peace those guys. Hopefully, we will see them next year. They're up chilling with Van Dyke and Gomez in heaven. But before that, we will get to some games. Before we keep on, you know, sending our goodbyes, we will we, we will give them as, you know, as the season winds down. We're getting towards the end of it. We have their games to recap as well, but first, Leicester. They're, they're kind of shit in the bed. Leicester 2, Newcastle 4. 
I don't think Newcastle scored four goals in the last two months, but they scored them all in one game against Leicester. On expected goals, Newcastle won 2.68 to 2.24. On possession, Leicester had 68% of the ball, 25 shots to 14, 24 chances created to 7, and only three big chances to Newcastle's six big chances created in this game. Leicester, what are you doing? Somebody come get your mans. Albrighton and Kelechi Iheanacho scoring for Leicester, but Joe Willick, Dummett, and Callum Wilson with a brace for Newcastle. Matt, panic button has never been hit harder in its fucking life. And the thing I don't understand is the sports media, NBCSN primarily, is like, no, it's all fine. Luster's going to be fine. No, they they can't do this two years in a row. I don't care if they lost to Newcastle United. When your last three games are against three teams that are all in the mix. Mm -hmm. Again, I really wish we had video recording because I'm giving a face. Guys, I... I have zero confidence in this Leicester side because muscle memory's kicking in and it's just not good. At, at no point did Leicester look like the third best team in the Premier League in this game. Not once against a Newcastle side that on their best day get two goals. How do they... And honestly, you watch these goals. They're all sloppy. They're all sloppy defense, sloppy work in the midfield, poor defending. And honestly, I'm not making the excuse anymore on Leicester about injuries. Everyone seems to be They're healthy. They're fairly healthy They're, right now. I was about to say, you can't use the same excuse you, use, you used last year where, oh no, we got hit with the injury bug. Like, again, I want to talk about the game, but at the same time, Leicester, what the fuck are you doing? You do this two years in a row, Brendan Rodgers deserves to be fired. I don't care that you did 95% of the work. If you've been in the top four all year, and then on the final day, or the final couple days, you bounce out, congratulations. You should lose your job. Mm. Mm. Okay. Matt calling for Brennan Rogers' head. Trust me, as, as me and JD know, Brennan Rogers is not not uh, shy of blowing things towards the end. But uh, yeah, JD, this is, this is really good for us, to be honest with you. <laughs> Yes, it is. But Matt, what did I predict last week? You could, was it a draw? Yeah, I think I, I think I predicted a draw. You did predict a draw, but I do remember from listening back. See, when you actually listen back to our episodes, you actually <laughs> I don't do stuff. that. I'm, yeah. I'm here. Oh, I'm, I'm here saying, live. Why I'm would just, I listen? Back? I'm just saying you didn't remember your pick. You did say though that you could 100% see Newcastle stealing this game. So. Yes. I'll give you credit where credit's due. I'm not giving it Do to you JD on the score sheet. You didn't finish. No, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You it's fine. I, I picked a draw. It's you fine. you didn't I, finish I last week. I saw this week. coming. So yeah, no, I, yeah. I'm not gonna just. I'm not just gonna take full credit for this. But I saw. I look. Leicester have been in this situation before. They have fumbled over the line here, and I, I'm really questioning whether or not they can stay in the top four. It, you know, it was four nil at one point up until what the 80th minute. Yeah. I, and then they started to, t- you know, click. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Kelechi and Acho, great goal. Mark Albrighton, fantastic goal. Where the fuck was that the first 80 yeah. minutes? Like, you, this, all for the game is not matter. played over the last 10 minutes. You cannot go down 4-0 and expect, like, well, we'll turn it on the last 10 minutes. Maybe that'll help. No, it doesn't. So, I, I just, 
Mm. I, I don't know if it goes as far as fire, firing Brendan Rodgers. I think he's done so well at this club. But something is not working. Yeah. I, I don't think it's the t- I don't think it's the management. I think it might be maybe coaching staff or trainers, th- things like that. I I don't know. And, and then you also you had James Madison and Harvey Barnes being out for extended periods of time and Jamie Vardy's aging. So it, it it that comes into play, but I don't know. You you can't lose you can't lose 4-2 to fucking Newcastle with Four games. Yeah. Well, at the time, four games left to play. This is, this so is the one, the one thing I did want to say though, because you did bring up a couple names right there, Harvey Barnes and James Madison. If Leicester don't get top four, I, I think, it, especially back to back years for some of these guys, guys who feel like they should be playing in Champions League, what is going to make them want to stay? Yeah. They, 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 they're potentially not staying if they do get top four. In no, my, in I, my think, personal I opinion. think no. I think <laughs> I think I think if you confirm top four, James Madison would have maybe, no. Maybe. I would say James Madison would have no reason to live. Harvey Barnes would have no live leave. They would I was have. About to say wait, no, excuse me. What? I'm sorry. My apologies. Yeah, I get playing for Leicester can't be that much fun. But no, they're not like Fulham and West Brom. Yeah, man. they can right. live at least. They're not dead. But you look at some of the guys on this team, like. Y- you're keeping these guys when you have top four keeping these guys is so easy because you can just ward off people trying to get them on a transfer by putting an outrageous number out there and oh yeah yeah, we're getting champions league money we don't need your transfer money we have champions league money coming in i don't need Mm -hmm. you but when you don't make champions league it's a huge drop off on like the overall purse that you make and yeah soccer is a business we're learning this every single day these management teams and these owners want money. And you know what? If you don't make Champions League and you're not making that Champions League purse, unfortunately, you're going to have to sell to cover other costs. So, again, Leicester's not one to not sell players, but you sell your top players and then you go right back to the middle of the pack. I, I yeah. just, if you get top four, you get to actually keep your good players. Yeah. Also, uh, Jen, you brought up Jamie Vardy. Varney's age has showed this season, really in particular. Yeah, no, with, it, has. it has. With the uh, condensed scheduling, with all the back-to-back, all the midweek games, Vardy's really taken a step back this year. Uh, he's, his yeah, age has really started to show. I don't know what he's going to be looking like next year. We will see. But, yeah, that's it is something interesting to watch out for Leicester and the top four race because they're only – they are, I believe, only three points ahead of West's um, five. They're West Ham. Fi- they're five points ahead of West Ham at this they're moment. They're five points ahead of West Ham. But and they're but they're six again, points ahead of Liverpool. But Liverpool have a game in hand as well. But like we were saying, West Ham might have the easiest final three games yeah. in the entire Premier League. Leicester's final three home three games, as we've said, I got. I'm just gonna look it up just to confirm. Their final mm-hmm. three games are against United. Don't forget, they also have an FA Cup champ, uh, FA Cup final against Chelsea. Mm-hmm. They play again against Chelsea three days later, yeah. and then they finish up a season against Tottenham, a Tottenham side who might be fighting for Europa League's uh, Europa League soccer position. So yeah. every single one of these teams will be fighting for something. West mm-hmm. Ham is playing against a bunch of nobodies who aren't playing for anything. So, yeah, and Liverpool's last three games are also good too. Yeah, do we, our, yeah. Our our only hard Other game than the left game, is but... the United game. Other than that, the rest of the games are pretty easy. But they so had West West Brom, uh, Burnley, and uh, Palace. I think. Oof. 
Those I just which Burnley games. might be a little which, iffy, but let's let's move on. There was going to be so much to talk about about Leicester it, on Friday show next week as well because they play midweek. Next, let's talk about some more. Let's talk about JD being right again. Leeds three, oh, yeah. Tottenham one. On expected goals, roll. Leeds beat the shit out of Tottenham two point five four to point eight nine. Don't worry, it'll stop. Uh, on possession, Leeds won fifty three to forty seven. They had sixteen shots to eleven, seventeen chances created to eleven, and three big chances to one. Same uh, as the scoreline. Dallas Manford and Rodrigo scoring for Leeds. Sonny Boy scoring for Tottenham. JD Leeds Leeds didn't just like get a good win. They walked Tottenham around the fucking park. Let's be honest here. They played Tottenham yeah. off the pitch. Yeah, and I fucking told all of you that they would. This is the kind of game they shine. They shine against a fucking Tottenham team that doesn't know how to play against a you know a lesser team in terms of like player ability, but the way that they play. You know, Leeds is gonna come fully at you, and Tottenham don't don't know how to handle that. They know how to sit back, but they can't handle the runs of Rafinha, Jack Harrison, and and the balls over the top from you know your Calvin Phillips and and just Patrick Bamford's attack positioning it, it, I mean the goal he scored was attacking it was but he the the where where he was got to be there to score I mean no 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 but it's not just that like yeah if he's not right there Hugo Lloris just picks that up mm-hmm. he puts himself in front of Hugo Lloris that he can just you know clip it in I yes it's a tapping I'll call it that but you have to be there in in the perfect position because if he's you know if he's three feet back, Hugo Reese just dives down and gets that. So yeah. I, I I don't know I I've seen it from this Leeds team all season how good they can be and this is how good they can be. Yeah. And I'm glad I predicted it because they, I was right and they fucked played on. they played a great game. Matt, flip side to Tottenham, I mean, I, are Tottenham just gonna look like this for the rest of the season until they figure out a manager? I mean, because. They might not play in Europe, dude. Let's be honest with you. I, and They're in I, seventh, and Leeds are only six points out of seventh place Tottenham right now. Don't count them out if they get on a run. They are volatile. They are they are ready to explode three games. Who knows? And honestly, like looking at this, like we're going to talk about the results. I mean, I think Everton deserved to be in that final, that Europa yeah, play-in spot. Um, yeah, Tottenham, it's a free fall. This is this is an app. I mean, we think Leicester's a free fall. Tottenham's yeah. a free fall. It's this, also panic buttons like, broken right now. Like this team, just defensively looks horrible. Like they really defensively look like absolute garbage. Eric Dyer is not a center back, boys and girls. I don't understand how one day this guy just showed up to practice, looked at his coach, and went. I want to play center back today. And just, like, it was allowed to happen. At yeah, the, everyone was like, all right, I guess. At the same time, Serge, Re- like, Sir- like, what is it? Serge Reguilon, he's very, he, in my opinion, is very much, he's very similar to a Trent Alexander-Arnold. He's someone who's fantastic going forward, but he's only good going forward if he has people who can cover his defensive position when he's pushed up the field. The same yeah. thing with Serge Aurier. When your back line is Hoiberg, Dyer, and Alderweireld, none of these guys can cover. They can't cover their own ass, much less cover your zone. So the issue is, is when Tottenham are trying to push forward and they're trying to do things. The issue is, is the second they lose possession, which they can barely get the ball past midfield at this point, it's 
there's no game plan. There's no structure. It's basically like give the ball to Son, Bale, or Kane and try to figure something out. Uh, uh, you, you guys figure it out. Just get it over the line. Come on, get it over the line. What, what it, watching this team is sad because Bale's gone. Mm-hmm. Kane is gone. There's no way Kane, like, I feel like at this point, Kane has been a loyal soldier to the badge. I really, really think he's just going to walk into Dan Levy's office and you go, either you trade me or I just won't play. Like, I know my worth. Mm. Southgate knows my worth. I'll make the England squad even if I'm not playing for you. Yeah. Get me off of this roster right now. Because there are plenty of suitors who will pay the 85 to $100 million that Dan Levy's going to want. And then vice versa. Hyung Ming Sun's not going to stick around if his go-to guy is gone. So Tottenham next year might actually turn around and have... Just an absolutely skeleton squad, if that makes any sense. Like they, no, it does. whoever takes on this job has to be ready to do an absolute rebuild. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be not good. Maybe we do another how to rebuild for Tottenham. We already talked about doing one for Arsenal. Maybe there's definitely something that could be done in the works. Uh, yeah. So, but luckily for every game, there is a lot to talk about. There is a Sheffield versus Crystal Palace that happened. Uh, Crystal Palace won two nil on expected goals. Crystal Palace won two point zero four to point six eight. Possession was split down the middle 50-50, but Crystal Palace did a lot more with that half of the ball. 21 shots they had to 7. 17 chances created they had to 5. 3 big chances they had to 1. Christian Benteke and as a scoring. Matt, this is just kind of what Crystal Palace do. They turn up against the teams that are worse than them. They lose to the teams that are better than them. They stay up in the Premier League doing it. Cut and dry. Uh, do I need to talk? You said it. I mean, yeah. that, was, that, that was it. I mean, uh, you know... Anytime you go, go up a goal within the first five minutes, it, you're putting yourself in a wonderful yeah. position for the game. But, yeah. I think it was the second minute that Benteke scored. Yeah. It's like, it was, oh, it, God. It, was, I, it barely hit a minute 30. And it was just Jesus. like... Yikes. And honestly, it's just, it, it was Benteke a... Benteke, too. It's like... It, it's, it's just a walk through the park. Watching yeah. Eze walk through teams... First of all, I don't think Eze's sticking at Crystal Palace. And I think if you're Eze, you turn around... And you go right to Crystal Palace management and you go, yeah, I'm not doing the Wilfred Zaha. You're going to say you're going to sell me every year and you don't. Get me the hell off this team. I deserve to be on a top six club. You know, I mean, he gets a goal, gets the assist, absolutely commands the entire game. I mean, this guy was untouchable. But yeah, um, Crystal Palace, they did the job. It's exactly as you said. They lose to the teams that are worse than them and they get beaten by the teams who are better than them. Crystal Palace is cut and dry. Just you know what you're going to get. JD, any thoughts? Fucking Eberes, Eshi, Eze. I would add a half a point. If you're going to just not score that goal in that fucking 88th minute. (laughs) Because I called this as a 1-0 victory. But god damn it. Um, No, yeah, it was just Crystal Palace were just better than Sheffield. And they just are. And they proved it. I, I mean... The fa- it's funny. It's like you score in the second minute and then you score in the 88th minute. It's just a boring game overall. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody wanted to watch this game. Unfortunately, it aired. And uh, yeah, <laughs> nothing much to say about it, to be honest. Yep. This <laughs> game did happen. It happened in favor of Crystal Palace. Sheffield are just a, just, just a walking corpse. 
They're like a zombie, but like a weird one that's just like kind of there. You know what I mean? That just stands there. It's like NPC that's just like glitch and not moving. They're just like, why are you there? <laughs> but uh, next, back to back to games with a lot to talk about. City 1, Chelsea 2. I expect to go City 1, 1. 1.8 to 0. 0.66. Though Chelsea had more possession, 52 to 48. Not often City gets out-possessed, but Chelsea loved the ball. 16 shots to 12 in favor of City. 13 chances created to 12 in favor of City. And two big chances to one in favor of City. Raheem Sterling scoring. Didn't fuck it up. Good job, Raheem. But Hakim Zayek and Alonso scoring for Chelsea. Almost said Fernando Alonso. That's an F1 driver. Regardless, Chelsea, they did the damn thing. They beat City in the league. That is now two straight Premier League. I guess I wouldn't be Premier League because Tuchel beat him in the FA Cup. But that's two straight victories for Tuchel over Pep. This... Jade, this has to be very, very good for Chelsea. Like, this is a lot of confidence going forward for them. They played, they they matched City. They were in there like the whole game. They really never looked outclassed. I know City really weren't using their best squad, but you could argue neither were Chelsea. Look, all I have to say is, what the fuck was Aguero doing? Yeah, that this, was not good. I mean, it's not like City aren't going to be champions. Like, that's pretty much set in stone at this point. Like, they, they literally just need to win. But you could you have a, a penalty opportunity that you could, at that point, seal it, you know. I, th- I think they would have been up 2-0 or... Yeah, they yeah, would have been up 2-0 going into halftime. Going into halftime. Why would you, Paneka? Uh, why would you even attempt? Just fucking put the ball in the net. Yeah. It's not that you are Sergio Aguero. One of the most clinical finishers the Premier League has ever seen. Just fucking finish it. Don't don't try and make it look nice because it's your last season. Just, just fucking score it, and and you will go down as one of the greatest strikers in the Premier League, which he still will. But it would be nice if he iced it off by you know scoring the goal that puts them through as being champions. I th- there's no excuse that that's to me that's as bad as Adam Olukman's Paneka yeah. attempt for Fulham. I, I would agree. You just don't, just don't fucking do it. Do it when you're three 0 up and you get a penalty late on. Yeah, do it then. Sure, embarrass the other team, but don't do it when it actually matters. And honestly, Chelsea are just good. Ch- Chelsea were up for the task. They were up for the task, basically of preventing City from winning the title. There. I, I mean, they. I think they're going to be safe with Champions League. Um, mm. I mean, if they win the fucking Champions League, then they're in no matter what, but league-wise, I think I think they're okay. And I do have to say one comment. Marcus Alonso, man, he killed that ball. You know, <laughs> he killed it. He killed mm-hmm. it in the net. I wanted to make that joke too, but I, you know, I did yeah, the last time he scored. Cool. <laughs> nice. We got a Fernando Alonso murder joke. He killed somebody in a drunk driving accident, by the way, and only had to pay $55,000 yep. fine. Fuck that guy. Matt. Isn't it crazy that he's still playing? I know. Matt, thoughts on the game? Um... I mean, the, the big talking points, of course, are going to be the penalty. Uh, you know, the you know penalty attempt by Aguero. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. That's the, a good way to phrase it. Penalty attempt. There was an like, attempt there. There were a lot of manage not managerial. There were a lot of officiating calls that were also brought into question for this game. I mean, Raheem mm-hmm. Sterling could have been taken off early with a high, you know, high booted challenge yeah. early. That again, I'm surprised it really didn't go to VAR. At least it wasn't reviewed. And then later in the game. You know, Kurt Zuma just flat out takes out yeah. that the city striker. And again, like no play on the ball, just tackles him in the box. And mm. again, no review. 
no VAR, no Try to weight. melt him like a like, dog. And I'm just saying, and I think it's just kind of a little bit ridiculous where it's like, what's the point of VAR? Like, really? I mean, we've made the jokes like, well, we don't need it, X, Y, Z. But those are two prime examples where everyone in the world of soccer is like, go take a look. Go take a look. Hey, bro. Like, hey, man. Just it's right over there. Cause... Like, just take a look. All we're asking you to do is take a look. And it's like, it's absolutely ridiculous that we have this. They overuse it at the beginning of the year. And now they're not using it at all towards the end of the year. I, yeah. I, I don't get what the Premier League referees are trying to do here. This makes no sense whatsoever. But it's as you guys said. Chelsea were the better team. They, re- they really, really were. Because at the end of the day, they went toe-to-toe with City. And they did what they had to do. But you look at some of the players that City were resting for this game. This isn't going to be the same City lineup. When no. City are in that final and they are playing their 11 best players, Chelsea are not going to have the luxury of having the majority of the ball. They're not going to have the luxury of being able to have multiple opportunities in the City offensive side of, or defensive side of the pitch. It's going to be a very different game. And I think that's kind of what Pep wanted. I know Pep is taking the loss and, you know, He's upset where he's allowed to be upset. But I think Pep secretly is extremely ecstatic by this result. Because at the end of the day, like you guys said, he knows he's going to win the league. He's going to win one more game this year. He's not worried. But Chelsea kind of showed what they're going to have to do to beat City in the final, while City didn't show them anything. City did not show them one thing that they had to do they didn't even play their normal formation in this game that's how little pep cared about what he put out that day he was like i'm gonna put out the most nonsense bullshit lineup i can and i'm gonna give him nothing because when it comes down to the final i'm gonna put my best formation with my best players on the pitch and we're gonna get it done yeah, it's it's going to be... I can't wait for that fucking final, man. It's actually going to be really good. Really, really, really good. Next game, Liverpool 2, Southampton 0. Oh, otherwise known as Liverpool B, 0. On expected goals, Liverpool won 1.72 to 1.12. They had 54% of the ball, 14 shots to 12, 14 chances created to 9, and 4 big chances created to 3 by Southampton. Mane and Thiago Alcantara scoring for Liverpool. Matt... This was massive for Liverpool. They pull to within four points of fourth spot. They also have a game, or excuse me, within six points of fourth with a game in hand as well. We definitely documented Leicester's free fall currently, so this could not have came at a better time. Absolutely. Um, I just feel like there was a failed opportunity by Jurgen Klopp in this game to not get on all fours at the end of the final whistle and start crying like... I feel like there was a little bit of redemption that he should have. No one got the joke here. Am I the only one? Ralph Hasenhutl cried. I got the joke, yeah. but uh, Liverpool are a much bigger. It was a joke, that, but so. that's where the joke comes in. It is a joke. Laugh, people. Okay, this is supposed ha. to be kind of funny. Okay, I'm talking about Liverpool. I can't be that serious. But yes, exactly. This was cut and dry. Liverpool's game. It's exact. It's exactly as we predicted. Southampton, unfortunately don't have what it takes to keep up with the bigger boys in this league. I mean, 
let's be honest, when you lose 9-0 to Manchester United, a team that lost to Sheffield United, let's be real here. There's only so much that I can expect of you. But yeah, um, great game from Liverpool. Overall, I mean, a very nice goal from Mane. Beautiful setup from Mo Salah. That's a big, big encouraging thing. If you get those two linking up, properly that's going to set you guys up very nicely for a final season push and again Thiago getting that first goal of his EPL career did you just say Thiago 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 my apologies god (laughs) you yeah oh you laugh at you laugh at that but god forbid you laugh at my actual joke oh my god Haven't you ever been taught to not laugh at other kids, okay? How rude. No, Jay was not taught that. You're older than me, Matt. God, don't don't (laughs) remind me. The fact that I'm the oldest person here, let me adjust my hearing aid. I mean, barely. You're like a less, you're you're less than a year older than me. Doesn't matter, okay? I'm already getting (laughs) AARP magazines in the mail. But yeah. Tiago, beautiful goal. I mean, honestly, the weight off of his shoulders has to be massive at this point. You know, he's got to be absolutely flying. But again, I, I you just hope with you know some of the you know you know injuries and stuff like that. You know, playing Williams at the center back position is probably not what Jurgen Klopp wants to do no. with the final push no. of the season. But no. I mean, you, especially when you have bigger games coming up, are you going to trust a player like that to go up against Manchester United? And then that makes me worry. Does Fabinho have to drop back as a center back again? And then now you're weakening up the midfield. So I just the injury crisis continues. But for Liverpool, this is a massive three points in the correct direction with the again outside of the United game, which we're going to talk about they are in what seems a very good position to make a final Champions League push. Mm, man, music to my ears. JD, your thoughts? Um, Reese Williams might be the slowest person I have ever seen in my life. Yeah, I, if, uh, yeah, I, I don't think he's on FIFA. But if he... If no, he, he is, he is. He is, is he? He should have single digit pace. I don't know what his pace. His pace should be about six. I, I, I just, I, I, I truly have never seen... A professional footballer. I don't care what like what his age is. I think he's like eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. Look, I I think he has so much time to to be good. Like, and and he's not bad. He he's very tall. He, he I think his positioning's okay. Like in this game, even his positioning was really good. He had a couple really good challenges just based on positioning. But oh my fucking god, when I saw him try to sprint. He looked like one of those European, really super tall guys that come to the NBA, and they just look yeah. ridiculous. Like, I, well, it's like it, it's, yeah, I, <laughs> it, 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 it was just funny to watch. Now, I'm happy because Liverpool won, and I'll say, you know, good game, whatever, 2-0, but they, they should have won this by more, to be honest. They had the chances, and I'll also say, on the other hand, Allison was... Unbelievable! Yeah. Yeah, he had uh, six saves in this. Yeah, game. Six, six saves. I, that's. I mean, it was. He, he was so big for that. Like, because it's because it's only two 0 Some of those saves are so important. The one, the one on he who will not be named on this podcast ever again. Um, just a huge save, one on one. Just runs into him, blocks the chip, and and takes him out too, which is great. Good on you, Allie. But uh. <laughs> I, he it just understated how important Allison can be for this Liverpool side, at t- like for a lot of the time. I 
with all the the defensive injuries and like you were saying that with Reese Williams do we tr- like does Liverpool trust him to play against United? No. I don't think Klopp does. I I think if Ozan Kabak is not healthy, which I it might be the case because the game's only on th- or is on Thursday, so maybe Kabak's not ready to play again. I think you do put Fabinho there. That's the safe option. That's the option I would take, which I'm nobody, but <laughs> that's the option I would take. And yeah, it maybe weakens the midfield, but I, I don't understand why Curtis Jones isn't playing. I, I just, I have no clue. I have no clue why he isn't getting more than eight minutes here and there. He, he needs to get more regular game time, but mm. overall good three points really put, really pushing for the top four here. I, I just, we just need Lester to fuck up a little more. Bring it together, guys. Just as a uh, interjection to all that, uh, Reese Williams' acceleration is a 54, and his sprint sounds speed right. is a 58. Sounds hmm. about right. No, yep. it, it sounds about 22 high, because he, he runs like an NBA <laughs> center. But I, honestly, yeah, Jay, he looked decent in this game. Liverpool uh, have gone undefeated with Thiago and Fabinho starting in midfield together. They have four wins, no draws, no losses. I, I don't think it matters who you play at center back. Having Fabinho and Thiago in front of that back line means way more than Fabinho playing in the back line. Okay. It's, dude, it's, it's so, it's fucking night and day, man. He is such a good fucking player. I, I love Fabinho to death, man. He is so unreal. And I might, I might get his jersey. Yeah. I might get his jersey. I, I'm going to because three is my favorite number. So I'm I'm definitely going to cop that shit. But man, this is I'm I'm believing in top four again. I shouldn't do that, but I am. Liverpool only have one big game left against Manchester United on Thursday. The rest of the season is pretty easy. Should be three comfortable wins. We'll see, man. We will see. Fuck up, Leicester. Please fuck up. Next, Wolves two, Brighton one. Unexpected goals, Wolves won 1.14 to 0.32. They had 61% of the ball, 16 shots to 5, 10 chances created to 6, and one big chance created, Wolves did. Traore and Gibbs-White scoring for Wolves, uh, and Lewis Dunk scoring for Brighton. Uh, Brighton and getting set off. Yeah, and, and, and got set off. Yeah, there were two red cards in this game by Brighton, um, Dunk and Malpe, of course, because Malpe, I believe at this point, has more goal, has more red cards than he has goals this season. Uh, honestly, probably has more red cards than shots on target, to be honest with you. But yeah, either way, JD, Wolves came from behind and won this game. So that was pretty impressive for them. They, I mean, I, it, it is against Bryden, who literally can't finish ever anything. They can finish the game with Pac-Man. So, I mean, like, does it really matter, I guess? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it for Brighton, it shows the two sides. Like, mm-hmm. it, it shows the two sides of Brighton where, like, they can be very clinical on set pieces, which they were really good on set pieces in this game. Just chances created. I mean, I feel like all three of their shots on target were from corners. I, 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 I That might actually be accurate. I'm guessing that. But, I mean, Lewis Dunk is so good at times. Like, he, he is such a good set piece player. But sometimes he makes he makes decisions that are just not good for the team. I mean, the, his his red card is just the most blatant one. It, in Like, it written down what a red card in that scenario is, like, deny, de- denial of a goal-scoring score, opportunity. That is the p- first example. Pulling a player back when he's one-on-one with the goalkeeper. I just, just don't fucking do it. 
Don't do it because at the worst, you get a goal scored on you when you're already up one nil. At the yeah. best, he misses. Like, and 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 you get to play the rest of the game with eleven players. Like, it, it's not a hard decision to make in real time. It's really not. Like, and like. I, I don't understand his decision making there. And like, but. and let's not forget this is Fabio Silva. Like Fabio Silva has been completely consistent this entire year. Exactly. If it was Raul Jimenez, maybe I'd give him some slack there. Yeah. But yeah. It, it is Fabio Silva. He's a young player who hasn't had that that like he hasn't really had those opportunities to go one on one with the goalkeeper and maybe score a goal. Yeah, sure, he could have scored it. I'm not gonna say he wouldn't. Like, yeah, maybe he would, but I don't. I don't understand his decision. His decision making. But on the Wolves side, Adama Traore. I mean, he he put on a clinic with his dribbling, his passing, his just, his just composure and decision making. I he this game should have ended three one because Morgan Gibbs White is lucky that he scored the winner. He is really lucky because he should have scored way before that when Adama Traore took on the defense at fucking. Well, and actually, no, he, he he took a back pass and beat the goalkeeper and pulled it back for Morgan Gibbs-White, and he fluffed his lines. And, uh, yeah, Morgan Gibbs-White should be very thankful that he finished his goal, which was a mm-hmm. great goal. Great goal. Take nothing away from it, but he should have two today. <laughs> I don't know. And I didn't see the Neil Mopay red card. They didn't show it on any of the highlights. I didn't watch this game. I forget what I was doing. It was just... I, I had people over he was just, I couldn't watch He was line. just giving the ref... Yeah, he was, was he, just giving the ref. I was saying, was he, confro- he was, I heard he was confronting the yeah. referee, but like, what could he have said? I'm curious because I couldn't find, I, I tried to find any video um, of it and I could not find any video so, of it. So, of Wait. course, you know, on national television, you really can't hear anything, but with the way the ref was looking at him, I'm pretty sure it's something that probably wouldn't be repeated to someone's mother on Mother's Day. Let's just go with that. Hmm. Oh, yeah, probably not. Wasn't family friendly. Uh, also, JD, uh, you were sleeping because this was the 7 o'clock game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was that's, definitely sleeping. That's what you were doing. Yeah, Matt, yeah. any thoughts on this game? Uh, Yeah, Brighton, good job. Y'all fucked it up. You fucked it up good because before that yeah, red again. card, Lewis Dunk, yeah. Brighton had this game. Wolves couldn't start anything. Brighton had full control of this game up until the red card. That's literally what it was. Brighton were just having their way. You give up the cheap red card, and then it just gives Wolves this entire wave of motivated energy. Congratulations, you fucked yourself. Like, congratulations, you took a gun, you loaded it, and you shot yourself in the leg. You plexico burst it. Good job. Congratulations. You <laughs> plexico burst it. I like, love that. I'm a, I'm a Steelers fan, so I get like, that. Con- congratulations. Like, I just, that's the only thing that needs to be said because, yes, Wolves did the business. Congratulations. You did the job. You did what you had to do. Brighton, you fucked it up. But congratulations, boys and girls. Neither one of these teams is going down, even though damn well both of them should. This would, yeah, this, they've both not been very uh, good. Honestly, if there was ever a season where multiple teams should get promoted and multiple teams should go down, it's this year. Yeah, there's been some including Burnley. Shit. Burnley should go down. Fuck Burnley. God damn it. Well, I always well, like we, to get that in. Yeah. <laughs> like to get that The in. good old fuck Burnley. Next, we have Villa versus United ending in a 3-1 affair to Manchester United. Unexpected goals, United won 1.74 to 0.5. They had 59% of the ball, 18 shots to 11, 17 chance grades to 7, 
Uh, but apparently there were no big chances created in this game. I smell cap there. Uh, the other Charlie, Bertrand Charlie, scoring for Villa. But uh, Fernandez, Greenwood, and Cavani scoring for Manchester United. Matt, you guys went down 1-0, so that just means you won. Uh, at this point, I, uh, at this point, you guys should just always let people score first because you always come back and win. 31 points from losing it's to fucking the, ridiculous like 10 I, wins I, what 10 wins and one draw from a losing position this year it's it's kind of fucked because you guys always go down early too that's why and, it's because you always concede first. and it's too funny because i had <laughs> so funny. i had family over the house watching well i'm really the only soccer fan in my family but we're watching the game united goes down and a lot of other guys in my family look at me. Oh man, you guys are losing. Are you worried? I go, not even a little bit. Like they're like, oh, but you're you're losing, and I'm like, yeah, that's a part of the game plan. Like, do you not know that's the game plan? <laughs> that's the tactic. Now bro. let's be clear. The Triore goal was delicious. That was a delicious finish. That like, honestly. Mm. There's a lot of people in the Premier League who couldn't do that, and I'll be honest with you, if you gave this guy 20 more opportunities to take that shot, he wouldn't even hit the net, might as well hit the target. So I just, it's a beautiful goal, and honestly, I'm not taking anything away. Victor Lindelof played that as tight as he possibly could. But yeah, a very, very dumb penalty given up by Douglas Luiz on Paul Pogba. You don't challenge someone whose back is to goal. It's a clear penalty, all day, every day. JD's JD's loving the Bruno Fernandes, you know, hop and score. He loves it. Bruno Fernandes. And the hopscotch twat. That's it. But yeah, um, as we like to call it. Yeah, Mason Green yeah. takes the goalkeeper out of the out of the yeah. equation. But you know, nobody talks about no, that. No, not even a little bit. Mason Greenwood, you know, again, JD complimenting on how Mason Greenwood is being ruined at Man United, and I believe now this is six goals in six games. But, yeah, um, ruined. He still at, is. He's he still ruined. is. He's, at, he's the, he now, Career he broke. over he, Alexander Pato, who? He broke. It's Mason Greenwood. He now. broke the all-time Manchester United goal scored by a teenager. Yes, passing Wayne Rooney for this mark. Yes, Mason Greenwood is being ruined at Manchester United. You clip that, quote he is, it. He needs it, to go to a bigger Put club. it on the social media. Do whatever you want. Edison Cavani. <laughs> I think we were all making this joke in the Discord. All he does is just run in and out of the box. He does just, the same shit every fucking time, and no center back ever marks it. It pisses me off. How come nobody ever marks it? That's all he does. He scored like a dozen goals for you now. The same way. Eight goals. It's he has eight goals and three assists in what I believe is seven games in man. seven games in all competition. Let, Jesus, l- let's just say, uh, I mean, we'll say it now because we'll talk about it, I guess, for a second. He signed that ding. That's what he did. He's, he did he signed that. that ding. One more year. How long was the extension for? One like, year. What, like two years? One year. One year. Uh, one so year. basically... Don't get out so of basically, I think I, I think well, United signed it for one year because now signing a striker is not a priority this summer. Now United have the opportunity of going after other people while still having Edison Cavani not only be at the level he's at, but continuing to teach Mason Greenwood. So big things for United, but yeah. Um, you mean continuing to ruin Mason yes, Greenwood? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Ruin. Ruin a guy who's scoring like six goals in six games. Ruining. Let's him. find out. Let's find out in five years. What oh my god! Is because I don't think it's going to be at United. Anyway, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. 
JD Man didn't really give his thoughts on the game. He just kind of just really just kind of uh, just did like icky cookie over all the United stats and just, just <laughs> busted his load I mean, a bunch. But anyway, JD, your thoughts on the game? I mean, yeah, at, you know, after Bertrand Troy scores a wonder goal, it, it was just United all the way. It was written in the stars, it, man. This is what they do. No, there's nothing else to say. They they controlled the game after that. I I'm just looking now. I I didn't realize Ali Watkins got a red card. Yeah, he got it for he got a second yep. Yeah, he got one yellow for arguing, oh, and then he got a second yellow you know for uh sim- for, for simulation. He dove in the yeah. Yeah, for I remember seeing that. Oh yeah, yeah. simulation. Which uh, was arguing. Yeah. Which Logan and I will shake hands. Uh, mutual agreement. Imagine having a guy who's got a double game week as a striker get a minus one, and he's not going to play in the next game. Yeah. So now on a double. If I lose my matchup against Kevin in our draft league and lose a hundred bucks, as potentially, I'm going to I'm going to person. <laughs> male anthrax to ollie Watkins. wait wait oh, oh wait are you I'm are kidding you i'm not gonna do that first because I, I, yeah. I i think i'm in the running I'm, I'm in the top three i think well, yeah no you're third but you're like four points behind me Friendly. and i'm three Ooh. points behind okay um, that's great for me then yeah great that is great you're in the money though however I, uh, you're like one point ahead of neil friendly reminder to the fbi yeah, agent listening to this podcast uh, we joke. do not here at the epl boys <laughs> male anthrax we don't do that <laughs> let's let's move on for uh let's move on for logan the to stuff some more to a game that um felt like an mls game west ham nil everton won Whoa. i expect the goals west ham won 1.5 mls you really MLS, gonna shade mls, MLS like excuse that excuse me mls games are more like final explain. score six five like <laughs> i i I will explain. It felt like one. Listen, I watched MLS over the weekend. This is look just like it. On expected goals, Everton won 1.5 through to 1.28. West Ham had 69% of the ball. Nice. That's for me, Khalifa. On expect, uh, uh, they had 11 shots to nine. Eight chances created a piece. And two big chances created a piece. Only one was scored by Calvert-Lewin. What I mean by MLS game was it felt really on edge back and forth. But it was kind of all over the place. Let's be honest here. It was a sloppy game. And my biggest observation from watching a lot of MLS was they're kind of just all over the place. They're entertaining, but there's no structure, dude. It's 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 like cooking a fucking pie, but without a pie crust. You just have filling everywhere. You know what I mean? It just but it was super entertaining. I love watching this game. It's one of the most entertaining one new games I've ever seen. This is not good for West Ham, JD. This is not good. This is, this is awful for West Ham. Very you bad. need to beat Everton. Look, Everton are a good side, but you need to fucking beat them. I like, yes, they're better than you know half the league, and I could say that just based on where they're on the table. They are better than half the league, but West Ham is better than three quarters of the league, in my opinion. And I, I don't understand. You could be so good for so long <laughs> this season, and just. Not even put a shot on target against Everton. Point of Leicester, man. They're just fucking it up. I, I look. I'm I'm all here for it as a Liverpool fan. I'm yeah. all here for it. It's about but damn as, time. They they've been they've been sailing a little too close to the sun. No, it's about time they came back to Earth. Look, I I would love nothing more than West Ham to be in the Champions League next season. That would be amazing yeah. for for the league for the neutral viewer. Like it, I'm happy for West Ham for for the position they are in. But keep it coming. Keep it coming. I want the I, I want these results this this late in the season. Three games left, man. If 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 West Ham can just lose their next game, if Chelsea can lose their next game, if Leicester can lose their next game, holy shit! Championship Sunday is going to be amazing. Yeah, like, yeah. 
yeah. we might have like five teams in in within like in 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 the uh, in the old like NFL in the hunt graphic. You know, it, that it means like be, towards playoff time. It might be the first time in a while that championship Sunday. Like, I a relegation is done. Like, that's mm-hmm. we know yeah. who's getting relegated, so that doesn't matter. But championship Sunday, for for those who don't know. Championship Sunday is the last game of the season. Every single game, all 10 games, all 20 teams play at the exact same time on a Sunday so that nothing nothing can be influenced. Like not a team yeah. playing beforehand can't influence the result of a game being played like later. So they all play at the same time. So if there's like five teams like being like in the, in the hunt for Champions League for like two chaos. spots, chaos, absolute fucking chaos. I, I cannot wait. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my like, I'm literally gonna have my TV set up. I might bring down my second TV to the living room. Uh, I'll have my laptop out. I'll have my phone out. I'll have like probably four games going at the same time. It, yeah. it'll, it'll be insane. I'm so excited. Yeah, but yeah, Matt. I'm I didn't mean to cite him unless I didn't mean to, I know I didn't mean to you know hurt you guys' Fuck. pride and joy there. But you know, regardless, this was a good game. Put hands together. And that's when I took it personally. <laughs> now, mm-hmm. now uh, yeah, this game was fun. Though, the, uh, and honestly, I agree. You and I actually, we were watching uh, the LA Galaxy versus LAFC game, and we were talking about how like it's very, it's like a basketball game. It's just you know, you're on offense, then you're on offense, then you're on. It's just very back and forth. And yes, that that is kind of the attitude I was feeling in this game. But Everton looked like they were attacking with a bit more purpose, like. Everton were a few inches away from making this a 2-0 or a possibly 3-0 game. I mean, Everton looked great. And honestly, Fabianski from West Ham actually goaltended off of his head in this game. I mean, he did an absolutely incredible job to keep this to the 1-0 scoreline. But yeah, uh, West Ham's in trouble because it doesn't look like they're getting any of that offensive flair going like they have the couple weeks while building up to all this. And at the same time... I hate to say it looks like the magic of Jesse Lingard might be fading, but I think that uh, that new club charm might be uh, fizzling away. So I'm hoping that West Ham, you know, we pray that they at least get a Europa League position because if they fall somehow out of a Europa League spot, I feel like that would be an absolute calamity to end the season. You're gonna Manchester United is gonna get the you up text from Lingard. Yeah, <laughs> you up, you up. Oh, for Lingard's sake, he doesn't because he's like third. Let, in the pick let me come back. <laughs> Next game, luckily, um, the last two games not really a ton to talk about, but Arsenal they didn't do a whole lot this year, but they finally ended Big Sam's reign of terror amongst the Premier League. Cementing him going down. Arsenal 3, West Brom 1. Though on expected goals, West Brom won 1.79 to 0.95. Uh, Arsenal had 66% of the ball. 15 shots to 12. 11 chance graded to 10. And West Brom had more big chances, 3 to 1. However, Emil Smith, Rowe, Pepe, and Willian scoring. That's a weird trio of, of players to score. Pepe and Willian in the same game. Hell, it's freezing over. And then Pereira scoring for West Bromwich Albion. JD, Arsenal, eh. Whatever. I guess, I mean, like, they beat West Brom. Good for you. I guess. A lot of teams did that. You know what I mean? I'm clapping for Arsenal. Uh, They get the trophy for being the team that finally beat the team that not a lot of the quote-unquote bigger teams could beat. Great. Good for them. 
Wow, great job. Um, yeah, they, they and they get the trophy for confirming a relegation. Like, added to the trophy cabinet. Arsenal still fucking suck. And they are still going to have the probably the most disappointing season they've had in a decade. Um, I don't know how Mikel Arteta still has a job. I know that they won 3-1, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, it, this result means nothing for them. It truly means nothing. They have no shot at European action well, next season. They're four points behind. Tottenham. Yeah, mathematically, but do do you really think? Do you really think they're gonna have? No, any of course shot? not. I'm just saying there is a chance. But Everton so are above them. Uh, yeah, Everton <laughs> are above them with a the game in hand, though. So I don't know. It's 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 gonna be it's gonna be ropey for sure. No, no. Th- this game, yeah, sure. Like it's great that Emil Smith Rowe scored. That's good. That's good for their youth development. He he's looking like a very good player. Yeah, he's solid. I actually like ESR a ton. I rate him a bunch. Yeah, no, I do too. Nicola Pepe scored a great goal. Um, you know, good for Arsenal. I he doesn't still, score often. Yeah, I know. Pepe. That's what I'm saying. When I still don't rate him for his price they're, tag. They're I still nice goals. I yeah, when he does, they're good. But as a as as an attacking winger, which in this day and age, you need to score more goals, and he doesn't score that much. So when he does, great. So good for Pepe. But um, William. The walking meme at Arsenal. Um, remember when he had three I, assists in the first game against Fulham? I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, free, the free kick was actually amazing. Like, the setup to it. I think it was Pepe, like, ran over the ball, and I forget who else looked like he was going to take it, and then and then William took it. it. It worked perfectly. Like, that 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 free kick was so good. Not just the strike, but but the, the setup of it was fantastic. And man, if they could fucking do that throughout the season, they'd be in a better position. But I do want to say, Mateus Pereira's goal, honestly, is comparable to Son's, uh, Hyung and Son's goal of the season mm-hmm. from last season. Yeah, taking on the entire Arsenal defense, and I don't care whether or not it's it's you know a crisp strike into the top corner. It doesn't have to be the fact that he took on like eight different Arsenal defenders. And I say the fact, just eight different Arsenal players and just weaved in and out and ran the whole length of the field and took a shot from outside the box, low, went in. I it, I don't think it's my goal of the year, but it's up there. You know, yeah. it, it's maybe in contention. Yeah, it's 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 definitely like on the honorable mentions list. Yes. I don't yes. think it's going to be there, but it's definitely no, on I, the honorable, yeah. honorable mentions yeah. list. But yeah, Matt, thoughts on the game? I really don't have any. I mean... I did go in thinking West Brom might try, like, with their backs against the wall, knowing that this is a game where if they don't grab all three points, they will be going down. And just Arsenal outplayed them. They out, they just outperformed them, and their star players just did better than West Brom's, I'm not going to say star players, because they really don't have any. So, yeah, I mean, they, they took care of business. Congratulations, Arsenal. And a uh, huge shout-out to Pepe, who celebrated like he just scored a goal in a Champions League semifinal when really he just took his team from 10th to 9th in the Premier League. Um, Listen, man, he doesn't score a lot. He's got to celebrate him when he uh, can, man. He's a star. I get it, but like... I just I don't see any luxury. Oh, congratulations, you beat West Brom. Good job, you did it. You I mean you guys have said it. They took care of business. They did what they had to do. I'm really more excited at this point from an Arsenal point of view to, to see what they're gonna do going forward. 
Who are they keeping? Who are they getting rid of? And again, we're going to have those transfer episodes. I'm excited to see. But really, it's just you took care of business against a team that got relegated. Good job. Yeah. Yep. Very much looking forward. Yeah, final, final class. class. Good job. Final class. Good final job. salutes. I am, goodbye I'm to West I'm pouring out the warmest lager I have in the house, and I'm taking this half-eaten meat pie, and I'm whipping it at the stars. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the off-season, silly season. Honestly, sometimes better than the actual season, to be honest with you, especially for Liverpool this year. But one final game, Burnley. Sean Dyche will love nothing more than to personally guarantee that his team can't get relegated yet again, putting the nail in the final coffin for Fulham's hopes and dreams of staying up in the Premier League. Burnley winning 2-0, goal scored by Wood and Westwood. A lot of Wood in this game. Uh, on expected goals, Burnley won 1.71 to 1.03. Though Fulham had 21 shots to 14, 15 chances created to 14, and however, no big chances created by either team, regardless, like I said, Wood and Westwood scoring for Burnley. Matt, cut and dry. Burnley, they do, this is what, this is, it's kind of just like with Crystal Palace. And again, I was one Westwood, or one Chris Wood go away from also getting half a point in this game. So, fuck you, Chris Wood. Yeah. But this is just what Burnley do. It's just like Crystal Palace. They beat the teams that they should. They usually lose to the teams that they should lose to. And then they fucking get 14th every year. And and that's exactly it. That is exactly it. I really don't have much else to say at that point. I I, 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 I owe Burnley a little bit of an apology because I just feel like I didn't respect them enough in this game. Uh, going in, they should have taken care of business, and that's exactly what they did. Because even though Fulham owned the heavy possession of this ball, Burnley never looked uncomfortable. They never looked out of place. Brexit. Oh yeah, sixty-eight to thirty-two. I forgot. Brexit ball won again today, boys and girls. And Sean Dyche is sitting in the locker room eating the freshest of fresh worms, taking care of business. And again, better love story than Chris Wood scoring goals against relegation sides. It's a better love story than name it's one. Better love story than Twilight. It really is. JD, final thoughts on this match. Um, first of all, Twilight really. You had, to, you had to make a Twilight reference. You tell me. You tell Whatever. me. You tell me. It's just a meme, I was about man. to say. You tell me what I should have said in that moment in time. A better love story than. Um. Yeah, that's right. That's right, bitch. Shut up. Tell me about the game. A better love. St- <laughs> oh, a better love story than David Beckham and signing DPS to his MLS squad, even though he has like six. Illegally. Yeah. Illegally. Yeah. He did do uh, that. <laughs> honestly. Look, Fulham this season have not shown that they should be in this league. But I will say, the second half, they played better than I've seen them play. Without even without scoring a goal, I thought they. I I honestly put ten dollars on them to win this game at halftime. Mostly because I'm a dumb fuck. But for the first the ten minutes, of the half, stupid good, you know. Look. For the first for the first ten minutes, fifteen minutes, I was like, they might do it, they might do it. They're they're looking hungry. They need to, you know, to survive. Obviously, they didn't. But if if I think if Angisa would have scored that that shot he had that went off the crossbar and down, I mean, I'm, you're talking like centimeters, centimeters lower that goes in off the crossbar and a like wonder goal, goal of the season contention. I. If that goes in and it's 2-1, completely different game. 
you know, you're you're talking Fulham are on the up, like they're they're playing for their lives. It the fact that that didn't go in, that is the nail in the coffin, like you had said. Not not just the game result, but that shot. If that shot is just a little bit lower, mm-hmm. that's it's it changed the game. Because they looked really, really good in the second half. And I, th- I think they could have gotten something out of this if they were a little more clinical. They just don't have the players. They, yep. they, they just don't have the players to compete at this level. And it, sh- it just showed. I, I mean, they're going to go down to the championship. I, Scott Parker's job is probably safe. I think, I think they'll make a really good push to come back into the Premier League next season. Because they have a decent team. Just right now, it's not Premier League quality. Yeah. You know, and it's a shame because Fulham are, are a, a historical club. You know, they're a classic Premier League eight. team, man. They are they are a Premier League team, and it's they, classic. It, it it sucks that it was Burnley because I fucking hate Burnley. Yeah, I just hate everything about them. But that's just it's it's just kind of like poetic. You know what I mean? Like Burnley have just been fucking scrapping and clawing their way. Like an alley dog, just fucking fighting their asses off to stay in this Premier League for half a decade, and it ends up being them the ones that just hey, we're staying up again. God damn it, we're doing it again. Yeah. Yeah. But those are going to be all the games. Matt, how did the picks end up? Um, so we'll go from bottom to top because that's just how we roll here on the EPL boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, boys on the bottom is yours truly with only three correct picks. That's what happens when you take risks. And yeah, coming in next, JD with four correct picks. So JD moving on up. Logan with five correct picks. And uh, boys and girls, that means that the fans got six correct picks. And I'm telling you right now, that's it. I'm just just going with what the fans are going with at this point. Because you know what? Because you know what? We've been wrong this whole time, and they've seemed to be, you know, hit. Like, honestly, uh, we'll use a baseball term here. The fans are a 300 hitter. They are a 300 mm-hmm. hitter, and they are just taking care of business. And I'm sitting here batting 125 against right handers. So help me out here, champ. Not great. But the uh, total. How are like yeah, the, the, to- uh, yeah, the, the total points now? JD is at 74 and a half. Logan, you are at 80 and a half, and myself nice. is at 81. So, by... Ooh, fuck you, Chris Wood. I would have been tied for by first. Ha- fuck by you, Chris half, Wood. Stupid bastard. By half a point, I still remain in the lead. Matt is clawing to this Honestly, lead. And we have five picks to make as I feel, well. I, Sorry I feel, to cut you off there, I Matt. I feel but... like I'm Lester right now. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> but... We have five picks to make. We're going with the scoreline for all five of them as well to just give you know those little added bonus points. Maybe somebody will get it. Who knows? It could be the uh, the points leading uh, pick. Who knows? But speaking of Leicester, we have United versus Leicester on the docket as the first game on Tuesday. Matt, what are you and the fans going with? Because by the sound of things, exactly the same pick. Yeah, um, the fans are going with Manchester United. They leaned just slightly over to United, but not close enough where we would consider it a draw. And myself, I am as well going with Manchester United. 
they are going to heavily rotate for this game. They are. I mean, honestly, you're going to see Donnie Vanderbeek. You're going to see Axel Twanzebe. You're going to see a lot of movement because United, again, played a game two days ago. Less than 48 hours in between games. Absolutely ridiculous. They're going to they're gonna rest some legs for that Liverpool game. Yeah, I, they're going to rotate, but Leicester have not been a consistent side. They have not looked good defensively, and United are just overall, I just think, going to just give it to them. I think United realize that, you know what? If we can, if we can secure that second-place finish right now, let's do it. So, final score, I'm going to go 2-1. Okay, gotcha. I'm going two-two draw, baby. We're putting. We're, we're gonna talk about risk. We're gonna. We're gonna go with the risk. We're gonna go with the risk. I don't. I don't see Leicester losing this game. But with as you say, United have so many guys they have to fucking rotate. Man, their squad's going to be ugly. It's not gonna be. It's, it's gonna be like a Europa Group League stage fucking team right now for them. So. But again, I think that Leicester, they just have no confidence right now, man. They have no confidence in themselves at all. I think I think it's going to be a draw. I think it's going to be a point shared to either team. I, I I don't have any confidence in Leicester to beat even even a heavily rotated United squad. I just don't at all. At the same time, with United's heavily rotated squad, I don't have any really a lot of confidence in them beating Leicester. So I have to go with the draw for that. JD. I'm going to go for a draw for the exact same reasons. I Manchester United are going to heavily rotate, not not just because of the Liverpool game coming up on yeah. Thursday, but because, you know, more 40 hours because they just, yeah, they just fucking played. They're going to have to rotate. And and Leicester, yeah, I they're fucking up their season very late on. And I, they, they need to play well here. And against a heavily rotated Manchester United side, yeah. I, I, I can only see a draw. I don't think they'll beat Manchester United. I wouldn't be surprised. I, 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 would, I would not be surprised if they do it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that they're going to draw. Maybe maybe a 1-1, one, 2-2. One, two, two. Well, you got you, uh, you you to make, gotta make one. Oh, I got to make a pick? Every, uh, are yeah, we walking in? Are we walking in every, points? Every yeah, game. Like points roll five every games, game. Dude. Oh, every game? Okay. Uh, I'll say 2-2. I'll say 2-2. Two, two. Okay. Oh, so Copying me. Okay, I'm not confident anymore in my pick. Next game. Oh Southampton, <laughs> Southampton versus Crystal Palace. Again, these two teams, they've rested a little bit, but not really a ton. Both of these teams also going on, I believe, three days of rest, which, I mean, like, they're not very good anyway. They don't have a lot of rotations. I'm going with a draw in this game, too. I don't think this game's going to be very good. I'm going to pick a 1-1 draw. I think it's going to be kind of, you know, I'm not, I'm definitely not going to watch this game. It's going to be working, but even if I was... If I was, I probably would do something else. I, I, I'm not gonna watch this game. I don't. I don't enjoy watching Crystal Palace. Southampton every now and again have a good showing, but this just smells gross, you know. So I'm picking a one-one draw. JD, um, I'm gonna pick a one-nil Southampton win, mm. just because I think Southampton on paper are better than Crystal Palace. I think okay. this is a good matchup between two teams that are okay. Um, just those those run of the mill like mid table Premier League teams, just a good matchup, an even matchup, I'm, and I just think Southampton are a little bit better this season. So I'm I and I'm gonna even say like I I think it's probably gonna be a fucking like James Ward Prowse free kick or penalty, one nil. Mm. Okay, Matt, you and the fans. The fans are going with Crystal Palace, and they went with Crystal Palace pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. Myself, 
as I said, I'm going with the fans. Crystal Palace, but I'm just reversing JD's scoreline. I also, I just think Crystal Palace, they just have a little extra, they have that little extra something up front that I just don't know if Southampton's going to be able to keep up with. What, Benteke? Um, Wilfred Zaha, you know, p- p- things like that. <laughs> like, I, I just, I think Crystal Palace will just snag one. I really think that they're just going to steal one. And honestly, I agree with you. It's a midweek game. There's not going to be goals in this. I think it's going to be a one nothing Crystal Palace final. Mm, okay, all three of us different. Yeah, guys, if you have any, if you have, if you find yourself with some free time around whenever this game is starting, uh, do anything else. Go outside, go for a walk, go to the park. Do interact with us on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, do that. Add the EPL boys on both. Um, (laughs) Do do chores you've been putting off. Just do fucking anything. This game's not going to be that great. Drink, Um, drink, start drinking early. I mean, yeah, fuck. I mean, like you, no, no, drink and watch the game because that's the only way that you're going to make it palatable. Next, Chelsea versus Arsenal. Now you best you would be out your goddamn fucking mind if you think i'm not picking chelsea to beat this shit arsenal team right now with the form that they are on they there's no fucking way that chelsea are gonna beat city in the empty hat and then lose to arsenal at sanford bridge if they do i'm i'm gonna be disappointed in you guys chelsea you're way better than that this arsenal team is poo poo caca they're shit you guys are in the champions league finally you just beat the team that you're gonna play in it so there's no fucking reason you should lose this game. I'm picking 2-1, though I think the underlying stats will make it look a lot more comfortable than 2-1. I'll say that. Matt, you and the fans. The fans, of course, went heavy with Chelsea. Myself, of course, going with Chelsea. And I think it will get a little out of hand. I'm think it, I th- I'm looking at a final score of 3-1. I think, I think there's goals in it. Because even if Chelsea decide to rotate which they really don't have the luxury to fighting for these Champions League spots right now. You're looking at this weaker Arsenal side, and I just, seeing the way it matches up, I think this matches up great for that, for the blue side of North London. So, yeah, I, I think pretty sure Chelsea will take it pretty easily. Mm. And JD? Uh, Chelsea 3 nothing against Arsenal. Arsenal are dog shit. Chelsea are in a Champions League final and just beat Manchester City. There's really not much else to say. I don't care about rotation. I I really don't at this point. If if it's not Liverpool and Manchester United concerning, I I don't care about rotation. Chelsea are going to beat the shit out of this goddamn awful Arsenal side. Hmm. Okay. Next, we have Villa versus... Everton, a game played, they uh they did the reverse matchup of this game not too long ago, actually about a about two weeks ago they played on the first of May, so yeah, interesting Everton Villa. I'm gonna go with a draw on this. I think they're pretty evenly matched both teams. I think that Everton looking pretty good on form, Villa eh, a little bit you know actually Villa Villa aren't gonna have Ollie Watkins in this game. Who has pretty much been their cat? Actually, changing on the fly. I'm going Everton one 0 win. I'm changing on the fly. I'm going to do it because I just remember the Ollie Watkins were not playing this game, so that's not good for them because he's pretty much been their offense, like the bulk of their offense going forward since um since Grealish has been out. So now their offense going forward is going to be fucking uh, El Ghazi. You 
Or like Ross Barkley? Ew. Algazi's good, but N- ew. Not not enough. Not enough. Ew. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm I'm gonna audible Everton one nil. You guys heard my scoreline as well, so if it if it does end up one one, uh you can find me in a local tree around Tallahassee hanging from my neck. Matt. Wow. Well, I'm just. Well, the fans are going with a draw, even split, right down the middle. Uh, I, you know what? I'm taking Logan's advice. I'm going with a one-one draw. So not only will it hurt when it hits. Oh man. It'll hurt twice as bad because I'll take the half point. Mm, Okay, man, you're an evil motherfucker, but I respect it. I respect the move, JD. Uh, I'm gonna go two-one Everton because, like you said, no Grealish, no Watkins. I just don't see Aston Villa creating anything. I, I just that's that's your target goal scorer and your biggest creator. I mean, your biggest creator has been out for a long time, but your target goal scorer that has gotten you back in the games. I Everton are just the better side in in this matchup. So I'm 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 gonna give Aston Villa the benefit of the doubt that they're gonna score a goal, but I'm gonna go two one Everton. Okay, and last but not least, the rematch of the rioted game that was rescheduled. Hopefully, riots won't happen again. I don't even know where the fuck this game's gonna be played. Old Trafford. At. They've they literally play already. Oh, so really, yeah, there are videos. That's fucking. Yeah, dumb. well, there's already videos. They've completely barricaded like the entire outside of Old Trafford, basically ready for what is going to happen because I believe the United fan forums have already all made it clear there will be another protest and there will be numbers hmm. and I, I don't nice. even know if I want to write it's very different to the American approach because the American approach would just put the military in front of the stadium so it's a little different to what we would do I guess anyway regardless Matt what are you and the fans going so with? the fan the vote was close enough it was within a few votes and because so many people voted for this game alone I'm going to go with a draw for the fans. It was a very, very, very close, you know, within one or two votes, so I had to go with a draw. It was split down the middle. I, though, believe that United will rest their starters against Leicester. You know, there will be heavy rotation, and I think it's clear to see with the way Ollie's going to set out the certain teams. I believe he's going to set out his best roster for the Liverpool game. Uh, I do think United will take this, and I think it will be a final of three to one. Rude. Okay. JD? Well, let me first start by saying I'm afraid this game might not be. Oh, played. no, it won't. It won't. I just, I, I, have, I have this feeling. I just, just the way that United supporters in supporters groups have said, like, there's going to be another protest. I just have a feeling that this game will be played, and it's because United are scared. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm, ju- I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm the just only, kidding. Thing, it, it, the only game... thing United fans are Look. scared of is the Glazers <laughs> making more money. That's the only thing we're all scared about here. Look, <laughs> yeah. No, um, Liverpool have been dog shit this year. United have been very good. I, I'm going to go a draw just because mm. that's kind of what these games bring out. At least in recent years, these games just don't produce what they should. And I can't see Liverpool beating United. But with with the, the fixture congestion United's under, I think they're going to have a hard time. Yeah, they're probably going to rest a lot of players against Leicester. But, they, I mean, they can't, you know, they, they can't just put out their entire B squad. They can't do that. They're Manchester United. You have to have some, you know, dignity in a Premier League match. 
and put out some of your best players. So I, it, it'll be, it, it won't be a full strength United. It'll be a close to full strength, but I'm, I'm just going to go draw. I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say two, two, make it interesting. Mm. I, I hope it's an interesting game. I'm afraid mm. it won't be. I'm afraid it won't be, but if it's played, but I'm, yeah, I'm going to go two, two. Mm. Well, if it is played, you'll never walk alone. We got it, baby. We're going for top four. I'm going Liverpool. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a two draw. one, two one. Liverpool all day. Oh, I'm picking okay. Liverpool to win. Okay. Okay. Matt, I'm sorry. This is this is really mainly down to United. They're gonna. I mean, regardless, you guys can't rest all your starters. There's no way. Some guys are gonna have to play. Wambasaka is probably gonna play both these games because who the fuck else do you have at right back? To be honest with you, like. I couldn't name you another right back in fucking Manchester United, to be honest. You really, I don't know. No, we can- You're going to probably yeah. have to start Greenwood in both of these oh, games. Nah. Or at least... Uh, I think- it, maybe not Greenwood at striker or at, at right wing, but probably Dan James at right wing and then Greenwood up front, probably. Something like that. I don't know. Regardless, you're going to have to start some starters. And then they're going to have to play against Liverpool on one day of rest. And Liverpool are way more rested than than United are right now. They and they they really are go. I I think they they really are now believing in this. They're really gonna go for it. The Jota Mane Salah front three, it's looking good. Mane scoring. Oh my god, I've slandered him, but I'm so glad that he's finally on the score sheet. Because a Mane with confidence is is a dangerous Mane. It's been my my biggest gripe from this whole year. He's not been confident. He's not been himself. He gets back to himself. Watch the fuck out, man. Watch the fuck out, because it's... Zui Mama plus Thiago and Fabinho in the midfield. We haven't lost with we haven't lost with them playing there. I know Nathaniel Phillips and Reese Williams made me very scared, uh, but it was... I mean, Liverpool handled United pretty well in the, uh, in the other fixture, so who the fuck knows? I'm backing my boys. I'm going Liverpool to win. I've, I don't know if I said my scoreline. I'm going to pick 2-1. I don't think it's going to be... I don't think it's. I think it's this game is going to be fucking nail biting. I think it's going to be a tight, tight decision, tight game if it gets played. Hopefully it does. Probably won't though. But anyway, those are going to be all the picks. That's going to be the. That's going to be the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love and appreciate every single one of y'all. Have a safe week, and we'll catch y'all on Friday. Have a good one. Be safe, y'all. Peace out.